when I met her, I knew. I knew this would be the woman I spend the rest of my life with. I knew that I would do anything for her at any given time. Saying I do was easy. I mean, it is till death do us part, right? Welcome to Date, Mary Kill, a true crime podcast about not-so-true love. I'm Jackie. And I'm Nora. And today we are talking about John Robert Charlton. And Miss Stacy Castor. All right, I'm doing a Black Widow by the name of Stacy Castor. Miss Stacy Castor was born on July 24, 1967 in New York. She was an only child. Her mother said she was very intelligent and she picks up very quickly, whatever that means, you know. Growing up, Stacy wanted to be a lawyer or a paralegal. I couldn't find much more on Stacy's childhood life because I didn't really try. <laughs> um, so I'll get right to it. Stacy was a 17 year old teenager when she met Michael Wallace in 1985. So Stacy and Michael clicked right away. That's what they say, you know, they clicked the spark. She claims that Michael was the love of her life. Spoiler alert. He dies. (laughs) She also went on to say in an interview that she knew five minutes after meeting him, she was going to marry him. And so they did. They got married at Stacy's parents' house. Her mother, Judy, remembers her daughter was as happy as she'd ever been the day she married Michael. Sounds like true love. In 1988 or 87, I can't tell because I wrote it on top of each other, um, (laughs) Stacy gave birth to their first daughter, Ashley. Stacy then gave birth to a second daughter, Brie, three years later. You know, people say, as a parent, you're not allowed to have favorites when it comes to children, but... I have one. (laughs) I mean, don't we all? But from what Stacy and her friends recall about Michael was his bond... With his princess, his little angel, Brie. He bonded better with Brie, the baby of the family. She could do no wrong in his eyes. Stacy says she thinks that it hurt Ashley's feelings, but that their bond, Ashley's and hers, made up for the way her father didn't love her, I guess. She says that her her bond with Ashley was like best friends, which apparently is better than a mother-daughter Bond. it's not i'm i mean <laughs> you shouldn't do that i don't like any of my best friends more than i like my mom but that's just me all good things all good things okay in 1999 <laughs> um during the christmas holidays family members remembered michael being sick they said he seemed very unsteady he was swollen and very puffy he told them like okay yeah i know i don't feel well but i'm gonna go visit the doctor i'm just gonna wait till after the holidays because holidays are you know family time that didn't work out, though. He died early 2000 in January. Um, Ashley was home alone with him when it happened. She was only 11, and she noticed that he seemed a little weird, that he seemed very ill, but she didn't think anything of it. I mean, after all, he'd been sick over the holidays, so she was like, oh, he's just been sick. I have to go pick up my sister from school, so I'll see you later, Dad. And she left. Okay, The death was determined to be a heart attack. Doctors claimed 
that it was a heart attack. And Stacy was like, sure, sounds good. Let's bury him. No autopsy needed. Let's move on with our lives. Uh, Michael's sisters and Michael's family was like, let's give him an autopsy. She was like, why are we questioning the doctors? I mean, they went to school for this, right? But obviously she just wanted that life insurance she collected his $55,000 life insurance that's not that much I mean not even in then money like no does not sound like a lot which I mean isn't that how much it costs to like bury someone um I think it just depends it could cost that much if you want like a really nice casket and I'm just like can we burn him thanks bye yeah that's only like $2,000 so sounds like a really saving right there which anyway she spent the money fast because that's what you do um fast forward to 2001 which is a couple years later three years later stacy's an office manager her boss introduces her to mr david castor david was very adventurous he had his own business his business was um ac installation and repair he owned his own home. He had several toys, a jet ski, a snowmobile, a boat. He was very outdoorsy. Um, David had been previously married, and he had an adult son. Um, Ashley was then about 12 or 13, and Bree was about 9 or 10. She, they had just lost their dad, like, I mean, a, a year or so or whatnot. They weren't excited for their mother to move on so fast. They both felt like... David would be replacing Michael. But Stacy in 2003 married David anyways because she's like, you're not the boss of me. I'm the boss of you. Despite the girls, um, like they didn't like him. And apparently it was mutual. Like David didn't care for the girls either because they were rude and they didn't listen to him. And I know that when I look for a partner, I would love to find somebody who didn't like my children (laughs) and who my children didn't like. So easy target. (laughs) That's how, that's how you know it's true love. Um, okay, so they wouldn't take any orders from David. And David, that bothered David because he felt it was disrespectful, like I've already said. Stace married <clears throat> David anyways because he was strong and stable. Basically, he provided security for all of them because she blew through the $55,000 already. So she was like, oh, no, backup plan. So I mean, love. No, I, no, she thought, they both thought, it was their second chance at love, she said. She thought that David was her second chance of love. How dreadful. Anyways, <laughs> two years into their marriage, David had been planning like an anniversary trip. And he he was very weird about it. Like he didn't really set a place or like a time. Well, he it was like sometime in August, but he didn't like have all the other things that go with it. Like who, what, when, where, why, you know? So when he finally decided, it was like, okay, we're going next week. And um, Stacy was like, oh, no, I can't, leave the, I can't leave the girls. Like, I don't want to leave them behind. Like, one of them had to work and the other one couldn't be home alone or something like that. So they got into a seven-hour fight about it. Like, I hate your kids. They're ruining our life. That's not how it went. But that's how, that's what I would have said if I was David. Damn brats won't let us go on vacation. I just want to take you somewhere romantic for our anniversary. Jesus. Anyways, David was very upset. Um, Sunday night, he, after they fought, like, he grabbed a bottle of 
bottle of Southern Comfort, and he locked himself in his bedroom. Delicious. Yeah. Leave me alone. The next day, Monday, <laughs> August 22nd, um, David didn't show up for work. Um, after the whole day, Stacy was worried, so she called 911 <clears throat> to tell them that her husband had locked himself in the room the night before. Stacy made sure to do the good old thing where she's like, oh, you know, David was depressed. I went... She was calling because she was worried what he would do to himself. She let them know that there was a shotgun under their bed. But she let them know that she had been calling his cell phone and that she, like, knocked on the door, that he was not responding. Um, Sergeant Robert, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, of the sheriff's department kicked in the bedroom door at their house and found David Castor dead, laying naked across the bed. Sounds casual. So when David was, when David was given um, an autopsy, the coroner's determination was suicide by consumption of a lethal, lethal amount of antifreeze, which is really weird to me that he wanted to die this way because apparently there's a shotgun under the bed that just seems a lot quicker when you want to commit suicide, but I'm not one to. But also when you're drinking Southern Comfort, what do you mix it with? Antifreeze. <laughs> Yeah, it's sweet. It goes well, you know. Um, also, he like owned an AC company. Like, wouldn't he know that that would kill him very slowly and painfully? I don't know. Anyways, I forgot to mention. Um, at the scene of the crime, they found a bottle of the Southern Comfort, a glass where their his alcohol went, obviously, a jug of antifreeze, and a turkey baster. <clears throat> it was not the holidays anymore guys i'm just saying he was trying to impregnate himself <laughs> i wonder if that works i don't know i like can change the virgin have you ever seen that she impregnates herself by using the turkey baster oh see i started watching that and then i stopped watching it I didn't get to the good part apparently yeah you missed that a lot shit good learn a it's thing good. or two there's like a lot of twists you don't want to get pregnant again Ugh. nobody likes pregnancy and babies I'm just kidding. I want all of them. Thank you, you do. That's all you're talking about. <laughs> um, I'm mentioning the turkey baster because um, when the cops did Stacy's, like when they ran fingerprints on all these items, there was just Stacy's fingerprints. So that's a little weird. If she it's was his glass, to get herself pregnant <laughs> with antifreeze <laughs> in her vagina, <laughs> all up in there. That sounds gross. Oh, is that not how you... That's that's not... Oh, whoops. Sorry. <laughs> um, um, so they just found her fingerprints. It was just Stacy's fingerprints on his glass and on the turkey baster. And on the tip of the turkey baster... Oh, that sounds terrible. The tip of the turkey baster was David's DNA. So basically, like, from, like, where she was putting it in his mouth. This sounds wrong altogether. She was putting the turkey baster... The tip was in his mouth that had his DNA. And then the back part had, like, where the the ball part is it? The one where you squeeze? <laughs> yes, keep talking, yeah. please. <laughs> um, that part had her fingerprints. So, you know, officials were like, hmm, that seems shady. So, she, the officials believed that 
she used the turkey baster to force feed David when he couldn't drink any more out of the glass. Like she'd been trying to get him to drink out of the glass and then she was like, oh no, I'm making a mess and I have to clean it later. Apparently, like I read that like when women kill, it's more like they do it very neatly or when they do it, they have to clean up afterwards because it's like enforced in us to clean. And I'm like, mommy, if I kill my husband, I'm like, just step over the body yeah. and walk away. Like you made a mess. Come back and clean it when you're done being dead. I don't know, something like that. Get up right now. <laughs> Get up before I kill you again. <laughs> Look at the mess you made. Um, okay, they thought that he, she had, you know, force-fed him. Obviously, cops can't just arrest her with these little ideas here and there. They can't be like, oh, this is what you did. It's a conspiracy they're coming up with, you know. They're like, this is what we think, apparently. That's not how the law works. Well, but that doesn't make any sense because you're supposed to, like, have a hypothesis first. Make an educated guess and then go from there. I mean, these cops were just like, this is what we think, but we can't arrest her because they wanted to get, like, a real good case on her. Can't they just, like, lick his lips and see if the antifreeze is on there and, like, if it is? I mean, literally the autopsy said that he drank a bunch of antifreeze, you know? Put one and one together. Case closed. That's it. We should we should be these cops. Oh yes, handcuffs. Yeah. Okay. Then we'd be too distracted playing with the handcuffs, and I'm like, look at my cool gun. Oh, okay. You could tase me. <laughs> oh my god. We just spent hours. Like, look how I can tase you. Does that hurt? Right in the boob. Oh no. What do you mean? That hurts. You think? Well, let me pinch your boob. Okay. No. Okay. Come here. No. <laughs> you see, even the thought of like something pinching your boob. These are like electric shocks when you get tased. It has to hurt. I mean, why would cops be using them to be like, tickle, tickle. <laughs> well, Taste, you, yeah. Because you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. So if you tickle them and they like it, wouldn't they stay versus not liking it? Then they're going to want to run away. It's like, come get tickled. Hell yeah. Come get tased. Fuck no. That bike <laughs> escalator very quickly. I don't know if we're talking about like honey bears because I don't know. I'm confused already. Okay. Guys, back to the murder. Um, So they can't just arrest her based off like this simple evidence that they have, I guess. They're like, oh, fingerprinting is not enough. DNA. I mean, to me, it's like case closed, like we said. You know, the next best thing that they they did the next best thing. They tapped her phone and they put surveillance camera over her husband's grave sites. And I say husband's because she buried husband two, her second chance at love, next to husband one. You know, the love of her life. Of course, because and her spot was like in between both of them. Oh, she got a two for one deal. Daisy sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, look, I got, I bought these two and I got this one for free. Might as well do something with it. I like her style. I'm not going to lie. She knows how to save a dollar. Yeah. I mean, $55,000 is obviously not a lot of money. Um, anyway, she never visit either husbands. She never visited either of them. So out of a hunch, officials were like, how did Michael die? It says he died out of a heart attack, but he never got an autopsy, which is 
you know, kind of shady. We should look into it. So they exhumed his body. I don't know what steps you have to take to be like, can we exhume this person's body? Because, like, when you get married, aren't you technically the owner of that body? Does that make sense, what I'm trying to say? Like, maybe they asked David's family, is it okay with you if we exhume this person's body? I but, think that they do have to ask somebody. But wouldn't they have to ask Stacy? Because technically she's, like, the closest kin to him. Mm, I would say no, because I think they actually have to be related to you. Oh. But I'm not sure. Yeah. We should Google that. Yeah, we should Google it. I mean, I should have Googled it before I asked. It's fine. Okay. I'm forgiven this time. Okay. They exhumed his body. Um, And what do you know? The toxicology ruled that David, I mean, Michael, Michael, first husband, love of her life, had also, in fact, been killed through antifreeze. Dun, dun, dun. Plot twist. And I don't mean her, their death plots. I mean, like, plot twist. Okay. <laughs> that was terrible. Um, I enjoyed it. Thanks. Um, all right. Two years later, and within the two years, officials are trying to build up a case on Stacy. So um, she's starting to feel pressure because... All this evidence is building up against her. Like, okay, now both your husbands have the same, you know, what is that thing called? Um, M.O.? You killed them the same way, basically? Exactly the same. Oh, I'm so good at these words. Um, so she felt the pressure, and the officials had actually gone to Ashley, and they confronted her about, like, oh, did you know that you're your first like that your real father died because of antifreeze poisoning and not necessarily of a heart attack. And she was like, what? She had no idea. She called Stacy and she like confronted her and she was like, mom, you know what happened? And Stacy talked herself out of it. Like she was just like, don't worry about it. We're all under all this stress. And we're like, it's an emotional roller coaster. She invites Ashley over for drinks, right? She's like, come over, honey. We'll have some drinks. We'll catch up and whatnot, you know? They're besties after all, remember? Um, all good things. Drinks with mom. It's my favorite. Okay. <laughs> Can't turn that down. Yeah. So it turns out mom, <clears throat> best friends forever, put a fiddle amount of painkillers in Ashley's drink. She was like, here you go, sweetheart. Drink this drink. And Ashley was like, sure, mom. I, everywhere I looked, Ashley was like, yeah, it tasted gross, but it was my mom. Like, I I trust her. My mom her. who just killed two men, possibly, with I, drinks? I mean, she's not the smartest color. <laughs> Pour me another. This is why Michael liked Brie more, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. She seems a little smarter. <laughs> yeah. But she drank it because she trusted her mom, you know, best friends forever. All right. 17 hours later. Ashley was in a comatose state. How long were they drinking? No, like she, I guess she drank the drink. It, it, everywhere I looked, it was like she drank it. And then 17 hours later, I was like, okay. But she was like, oh, I'm going to go take a nap. Is it like the day drinking, like nap time? Anyways, it just said 17 hours later, Ashley was in a comatose state. Um, Brie was with her and... Like, she had come home, and she was like, oh, I'm going to stay by my sister's side. What's going on? And um, she re-stepped away for a minute, and um, 
when she got back like to her sister's side she found a note a suicide note apparently written by ashley and it was like computer typed so it wasn't like her handwriting but the the suicide note was like i'm dying i'm killing myself because i was actually the one that poisoned our dad and our stepdad and she that's what the confession said and it was signed by ashley um stacy called 911 because she was like oh my daughter's dying let me call 911 and she took the letter from Bree, and she made sure to give it to the authorities because, you know, you have to cover all your angles. She's all like, oh, hey, make sure you get this paper that confesses <laughs> Say, to everything. This, no. She's running yeah, out the back yeah. door, chasing them down. Sir, sir. And then Stacy's plan failed, though. Like, it completely backfired because she called 911, like, in a good amount of time where they were able to save Ashley. So That was nice of her. I know. She's so thoughtful. But she didn't think of that. Um, so they were able to save her. It was like instant karma, basically, for Stacy. She was like, shit. <laughs> that was not good. Um, officials, like, once Ashley woke up, um, they asked her about, you know, the suicide note. And she was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just drank this nasty drink, and I'm waking up to this. Like, what is going on? Like, poor girl was like, I was just hanging out with my best friend forever. <laughs> BFFs. We A.K.A. my tattoos. mother. Yeah have a mom tattoo and um no i don't know if she does i'm making that up but she was like (laughs) she was like i don't know what's going on i don't know what letter you're talking about i don't and sure enough cops were like okay stacy let's go to jail so they arrested her um they arrested her and they charged her with one second degree murder for david two attempt of murder for ashley forgery she did that thing that you know people that kill you know they, they think they're smarter than everybody they did that thing where she's like rewrote his entire david's entire will and was like everything's coming to me because that's not questionable that's not at all suspicious at yeah, all like, nobody in his family is going to question it not his adult son not his ex-wife not all his family members that exist in the world but she rewrote that and left everything to herself um and also I don't, I couldn't find the proper wording for it, but it was like framing, trying to frame Ashley. Like apparently that was um, one of the convictions that they got her for. She was sentenced in 2009, which was three years, two years after she was arrested. So she'd been in jail since 2007. Um, She was sentenced in 2009 to 51 years. It was like 25 years for trying to kill David, for killing David. 25 years for trying to kill <clears throat> Ashley. And then one in a one in three fourths. It was really weird. It was like one in three fourths for forgery or something like that. I thought it was weird that like they gave her 25 years for killing David and then 25 years for trying to kill Ashley. And I'm like, you feel, I feel like one of them should have been more than the other, you know? Well, murder attempted murder somebody died somebody didn't die you would think that's that like logic yeah. i don't understand the court system i don't try to understand it because it's flawed yeah this is new york so yeah your judge I is s- a rat basically <laughs> i mean i didn't say it not me no rod did not say that just kidding they don't know who's who, so. 
yeah. In 2006, she ironically died of a heart attack because that's how the love of her life died. Isn't that crazy? She didn't get hired at Chili's as a bartender. <laughs> no, she wouldn't qualify. I mean, painkillers is not on that list of how to make that mixed drink. Is that not how you make a mojito? <laughs> Don't drink that. Yeah. Not coming over to have those margaritas with you anymore. Okay. And that's Stacy, the Black Widow. She would have gotten away with it if she... If it wasn't for those damn kids. <laughs> I know who you are under this mask. I can't believe she had a heart attack. Yeah. Like, full circle. But also, it, it seems like it happened very quickly. Like, she killed one husband and, like, 10, 15 years later, she was dead. That's what happens when you're a bad person. You Sometimes, I feel like. <laughs> or you just live a good life and screw everybody over, I guess. But also, dying in 2016 doesn't seem too bad. Like, that's when President Trump became... All that oh, yeah. Stuff. She probably yeah. committed suicide. <laughs> she gave herself antifreeze. <laughs> if only. She worked in the... Like the air conditioning room at the jail, at the prison. And she was like, oh, I know what this is. Let me drink this a little bit here and there. She just karate chops the copper line. and She knows what is what. No, she was really like, in everything that I saw her in, she, I was just like, I believe this woman. She loved her husband's to death. No, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you got me. Damn it. Okay, it's my turn. My story is about John Robert Charlton and Ingrid Lynn. John Charlton loved meeting women online, committing crimes, and according to his parents, crack cocaine. In that order? <laughs> yes. <laughs> women are the most important. Obviously. But I think committing crimes and doing crack cocaine are kind of synonymous, right? I mean... Crack cocaine is rough. It's not legal yet, is it? Realize crack. Not here, sister. Oh, not here. Stupid Bible belt. Yeah. <laughs> um, in 2006, a restraining order was filed by Ray and Joanne Charlton after coming home to find John drunk and acting physically threatening and verbally violent. While that was dropped, he still managed to get himself a DUI and an aggravated robbery charge that year. Casual. He's not a quitter. In 2009, he stayed true to what he knew and ended up with another DUI. He also added felony theft and misdemeanor battery. Not only were his crimes getting more frequent, they were steadily on the rise in terms of illegality and violence. Do you like that word? Yeah. I have. I did, um, what is it, synonyms, you know? Because that's what the dictionary is for. Have you ever seen that episode of um, Friends where... Um Joey is writing a letter to the adoption company. Yes. He like, it's so terrible. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. It's a really good episode. And then at the end, they were like, oh, it was a good idea to have a child write it. Exactly. That's going to be my next story. Hey, they got their baby. Two. One of his violent acts was never reported. And according to his ex-girlfriend, Heather Danishevsky, she definitely regrets it. She met Charlton at work in 2012 and quickly started an on-again, off-again relationship. Despite the back and forth, he soon moved in with her and her daughter. Heather said he was charming and witty with a good head on his shoulders. But once he was drinking, the charming man disappeared and he became mean and angry. 
They would fight all of the time, and soon he was attacking her parenting skills and making her feel as if she wasn't good enough. That's rude. It is rude. Like, that's the worst. Like, oh, first you're, off, you're not a just... good mom. Like, bitch, you're not even a dad. <laughs> you can't tell me nothing. You're not my dad. You're not anybody's dad. Shut up. During a sexual encounter, immediately following an argument, Charlton choked Heather. Oh, maybe he wanted her to call him daddy and she wouldn't because yeah. he wanted to be a dad so bad. You're putting one and one together very well. I'm smart. <laughs> she felt as if it was just something he was into, but once dressed, he put his hands around her neck again. Other than that, Heather says he was not physically abusive towards her, but the relationship ended shortly after in 2013. So he so, did it during sex, and then he also did it when she was fully posed. Yeah, so they had set, like they had an argument. It turned into sex. During the sex, he choked her, which she thought it was just like being kinky. Yeah. They get dressed after the sex, and he chokes her again while they're like fully clothed. Oh, uh, no, that's... So, I mean, unless he was ready to go again that quick... <laughs> red flag that's some violence <laughs> ingrid lynn was hoping to find a great catch when she saw a romantic life using online dating instead just like deborah newell she found herself a dirty john <laughs> i like that thank you at the time of their dating relationship john robert charlton was a homeless day laborer going back and forth between an ex-girlfriend's home and a shelter there is no known drug abuse at this time, but alcohol was still much a part of his life. So I know when I'm looking for a man, I like him to not have a home to take me back to. I mean, this is just weird to me. I feel like, <clears throat> how do you even know if somebody has a house? Or like, who do you live with? Is that like a first date question? Well, no, because you assume as an adult that they have a place to live at, especially if they're trying to take you to IHOP once in a while. Uh, that makes sense. Like, the you can't ever come over to my house. Why not? Because I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> On April 8th, 2016, Ingrid and John attended a Mariners game and were said to have visited a bar where his sister worked. They returned to her home later that evening, but John claims to have been so intoxicated, there's the drinking, that he on the only thing he recalls is maybe having sex, her acting weird, and then possibly having Ingrid drop him off in downtown Seattle. Charlton was not going to stay at her house since the following morning she would have her children back at home. He liked single moms. Sounds like a pattern. Hmm. Also, how did he take her to a baseball game? He's homeless. Where does he get this money from? But he was a day laborer. So oh, okay. he goes and he cuts a yard. He makes 30 bucks. Tickets are like, what, seven ninety nine? Hmm? It's the Mariners. Does anybody go? <laughs> um, Good one. But I'm most. When ex-husband Phil Lynn arrived at Ingrid's residence on April 9th, her car was not in the driveway, and he could not get in touch with her. Asking for help from Ingrid's mother, they entered the home and found her cell phone and purse. Two That's days... not a good sign. <laughs> it's not. Nobody leaves their home without their cell phone yeah. or purse. Like, how do you go anywhere? You don't. Mm -mm. Nobody likes walking or running or doing that. I mean, that's what they invented cars for. Well, and then if you don't have your phone with you, like, you actually have to, like, pay attention to other people, so. Socialize. Ugh. <sighs> Yuck. Two days later, John Robert Charlton was arrested for the murder of Ingrid Lynn. After the game, they did return to her home, where Charlton strangled her to death and proceeded to dismember her body in her bathtub. 
When investigators searched the home, they found a 15-inch pruning saw in the bathtub and bits of flesh and blood in the tub drain. Jesus, a pruning saw? Yeah, have you ever used one of those? No, but I've seen people use it. That's like hard work. It is hard work. I don't know how he cut through bone with that. I can't even cut through a stick with it. But also, mine is Black & Decker. Perhaps this one was a DeWalt. No, I don't that's think. what I meant, DeWalt. <laughs> Just drove over with a tractor. That's how he got through that bone. Jesus. It kind of lifted him up a little bit. Like, you could hear it working Brown hard. Gosh. While several of her body parts were never found, they did recover her head, an arm, and a leg with her foot attached from a recycling bin belonging to a gentleman that did not live near Lynn. Her body was spread out over the city by Charlton using Lynn's own SUV. Yeah, so he uh, used her home, her bathtub, her pruning saw, and her car because he had none of these things. I was going to say, damn it, Jackie, he was homeless. Homeless. (laughs) What would you expect? So there you go. Don't date a homeless man because he's going to use all your shit. He told the same story of the evening a few times before actually breaking down and confessing to murdering her. Um, He also pled guilty to first degree theft of the SUV. So, like, I think it's weird, like, in your story, also, like, they get these little, like, guilty of doing these, like, small, like, things like, and the sentencing is higher for stealing the SUV right, than like, actually murdering her. We're what charging you with first-degree theft. Like, is the car really a factor in this? Do you really need that extra two years because you drove around her SUV? I don't know. It seems kind of insignificant, but whatever. Since he admitted guilt and there was no court case, there are little details provided about their time together that evening and the motive. John Robert Charlton was sentenced to 27 years and nine months, the maximum he could receive based on his record and this crime. Whoa, 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 whoa. His record from the beginning, that was all on his record. Plus this, he's only getting 27 years? Yeah, because I guess in Washington or maybe in like the county that Seattle's in, based on all of that, he could only... The judge said she would have put him away for life, but... She couldn't. So this was actually the maximum he could get. And not like these aren't the only charges that were on. Yeah. Like, so it goes back to 1998. Two DUIs and he had misdemeanor battery. He had theft. He actually went into Walmart, filled his cart full of items and skedaddled and then tried to sell them on eBay. (laughs) So he got caught. Surprise. Um, maybe that's why there's like Washington is notorious for crime. Like, yeah, I mean, 27 years, a bad baseball team, (laughs) Mariners, the homeless, basically. Oh yeah. Right. They're like high on craziness. Only 27 years. Yeah. So, and I couldn't find anything where like, oh, he's up for probation because I don't think he could have gotten it based on like his sentence, but nothing I read showed anything like that. So yeah, that's John Robert Charlton. 
ugly name. Yeah, Charlton. Charlton. It sounds like... It sounds fake. Like, first off, Charleston. Are you homeless and you can't afford two letters? I'm sorry. That's well, rude. He didn't name himself. Let's, True that. Let's blame Ray. Okay. It's Ray gave him the last name. He married Joanne. He gave it to her. And then out popped John Robert. And then I don't show anything where his name was like Jonathan Robert or it's just John Robert. I wonder if they called him JR because John Robert is an ugly name too. Who shot JR? (laughs) Okay. So those are the stories of Stacey Castor and John Robert Charlton. Now that the seriousness is over, let's have a little fun. Pachanga. (laughs) (laughs) Woo woo. So, this segment is called our Craigslist Creep of the Week. Can you guess what we're talking about? Creepers on on Craigslist. (laughs) So, the title is Looking for My Chicken of the Sea. To the sweet southern belle who came into my work on February 6th between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. and had me make her a tuna sandwich. I don't want you to be the one that got away. (laughs) But guess what? There's more. I could see by the look in your eye that you know I'm too much pork for just one fork. Because I'm that dork who's up here in Zamora. So let me give you some Mora. Saw you lingering, so let me give you a finger in. Oh, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. You're all I could think about the rest of the day. Every time I smelled my tuna hand. Oh, stop. I hope those pretty lips taste as sweet. As did that tuna on my fingers. Come in and see me next time you are passing through. How do you feel about pulled pork? Signed, Hungry. Oh, what a creep. Would you reply to that, Ed? No, that's so disgusting. <laughs> what is pork and tuna? That's not even a good combination, first off. Yeah, Second that off, like, gross. don't put your finger in anything that... Uh, Smells like tuna? Yeah, How about that? I mean... Ugh. What a creep. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yes, that's what we were going for. Love, hunger. Ugh. That's like my stomach every day, but now I can't even relate the two. I'm like, no. Do you want to come over and have pork tuna tacos? <laughs> no. It's so Too much pork for your fork. No, I'm done with these creeps. Let's do <laughs> a game related to what the title of our podcast would be. Date, um, Mary kill. What, what? All right. So I'm going to give you three celebrities, the last three celebrities that I see on my Instagram, not on my feed, but just on my Instagram. Who would you date, marry, or kill? From Kanye West, Bradley Cooper, and Mr. Freddie Prince Jr. (gasps) Oh, fun. Okay. So I would definitely... Mary Freddie Prince Jr. because him and Sarah Michelle Geller have been together forever. I mean forever. So and also he's cute as fuck. Yeah, he doesn't age. No. And he does have a little bit of like gray hair, but of course he's aged well. Like he's gonna be like a silver fox. Mm. Mm. Me likey. (laughs) Um as far as let's see, dating Bradley Cooper. Um I feel like with his dating history, like it's just going to be dating. I know he's going to break up with me and move on to somebody else because that's his ammo, like you said earlier. <laughs> also, I feel like maybe you could break up with him and he'd be like, I'm okay with this, you know? Right. He's, I'm Bradley Cooper. I play a raccoon and I look good and I have a nice voice. 
who's not going to want that? I'd want that for a little bit. Lady Gaga was all over it. (laughs) And then I'd kill Kanye West. Um, I mean. This is why we're friends. Like, he's he used to be all right. He's a good looking guy. But now I think he's just kind of weird. And his music's a little different than it used to be. I don't really need him. I don't don't need him. So, yeah. I like it. This is such a fun game. Thanks for playing. We should do this again sometime. I'll call you.